I love notions, and I'm guessing that you do too. Hey there, friend. It's Carolina Moore, your favorite sewing and quilting YouTuber and now podcaster here with another episode. So today's guest is someone who needs absolutely no introduction, but I'm going to try anyway. She is the inventor of both the clammy and the hurty. Um, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm sure you'll let me know. Please welcome Latifa Safir. Hi, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to talk to you about, you have just some really creative notions, but before we jump into that, let's start with your quilty origin story. What got you into quilting? Yeah, so I was one of those that have been sewing my whole life. My mom taught me how to sew when I was six or seven. I got really interested when I was probably about 11 or 12. I have an older sister who's a year older than me. We kind of did everything together during those years. And we wanted to sew clothes, garments. And so um, my mom, who sort of hated sewing, but was smart enough to teach us the basics, gave us the machine and just let us have at it. So pretty much self-taught um, and we waded through you know everything from and b- back then it was mainly the big four pattern companies so simplicity mccall's vogue and butterick mm-hmm. and we waded through you know every single kind of pattern and learned how to mix and match and do all of that pre-internet days of course and so that's how i learned how to sew and i became competent enough where i could sew anything from or i did sew anything from my suit that i interviewed in when i graduated college when i graduated oh, engineering wow. school to like making my mom's um renewal of vows uh wedding dress for when they had, did their 30th renewal of vows so I, it's incredible. You know, so I, yeah, so I did all that before I even quilted. But I loved quilts ever since I was about 15. For some reason, even though I was pretty fearless in garment sewing, I was really hesitant and quilting. And I didn't start quilting until 2009. And I happened to, I had been kind of gotten away from crafting and creating and sewing. And I saw a quilt at an event. And I just realized I need to be doing this. And I kind of dive in head first to things. So um, that year, I started and finished my first quilt. And actually, I had to finish my first two quilts. And so that I would have something to show at the first Los Angeles Modern Quilt Guild meeting, which I also also co-founded that year as well. So, and it's been all quilting all the time ever since. <laughs> Hold on. So your first quilt you showed at the first LA Modern Quilt Guild meeting? Yes. I Well, I didn't have to, I mean, to, to be fair, I didn't have to learn how to sew to quilt. So I just had to learn the few quilty, you know, like putting a binding on or, you know, I had the skills behind me, so I didn't have to learn to sew to quilt. No, no, I'm just, so you knew that you loved quilting so much that you helped found an organization before you'd made, you hadn't, you didn't have this like stack of quilts and then said, oh, I think there should be a modern quilt guild. You said, I think quilting is amazing. There should be a modern quilt guild. And oh, I'm going to work on this quilt. Yeah. All at the same time. That's (laughs) incredible. For better or worse, I do dive in head first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to say very sarcastically. I know nothing about that. (laughs) Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, and it's kind of been all quilting all the time ever since. So it's, it's been a really fun, amazing journey. And I never would have imagined I would be where I am now from when I started. So. 
That's incredible. So your first quilt pattern was that's I, that first quilt? No, my very first quilt I made was off of a, a free pattern downloaded off of the Pearl Soho site. Uh-huh. And my second quilt pattern was I basically looked at a one of the older Elizabeth Hartman patterns and made it kind of without referencing her pattern. And then after that, I pretty much have only sewn my creations ever since. So probably starting with my third quilt pattern was the first one I would like, okay, let me figure this out on my own and create my own, my own design. So. So you fell right into pattern design. Right then, back then it wasn't really pattern design. It was designing for myself. So it was just quilt design. I wasn't really writing the pattern for it necessarily. Um, My very first quilt pattern was Glam Clam, which we talked about the clammy a little bit, but Glam Clam was my first quilt pattern. And I did it because everyone was screaming and hollering that they wanted to make one too. So, um, and that was probably let me see what year that was because it was a free download on crafts on on craftsy back in the day on the original craftsy Uh back in the day and i wanted to make a clamshell quilt for some reason i've always been attracted to curves and like the more what people think of as more difficult quilting techniques and clamshells are originally like antique clamshell quilts you'll see they're small they're two and three inches four inches not much bigger than that Mm-hmm. But I don't particularly love to hand sew or do anything by hand. So for better or worse. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do this by machine. So I'm going to blow it up. And so I drafted these paper templates. They had tabs on it, which sort of harkens back to my garment sewing days where you mm-hmm. align tabs for alignment marks. And the whole, and the pattern was ridiculously long. Like it was stupid long, but, and I developed, started developing this technique for sewing the way that I sew curves now. And um, that's kind of what started me on my whole journey. Um, that was before I thought I would do this as a career. It was a free pattern download and, but it started my whole journey. And I have a whole product line based off of that very first quote design. Um, right now. I don't know if you know this. So kind of an aside, I was a judge at the San Diego County Fair this last year, this Uh summer, and the best of show quilt was a glam clam. I know. I saw that. It's so fun because, I mean, that's amazing. And there's been a lot of glam clams entered into a lot of shows and they've won a few ribbons, but not best of show. So that was exciting. But it's really fun because it literally started off as a quilt I wanted to make for me. And I passionately like dove into it to figure it out for myself. And now to see literally probably thousands of glam clams made to the point where glam clam is now synonymous with clamshell quilts <laughs> um, for better or worse, because I didn't really understand that I should trademark a name for a pattern at that time, but that's a whole nother story. But it's really said a lot, a lot of people like use it as a substitution for the word clamshell quilts. They call them glam clam quilts now. And that's beyond what my pattern is. So it's kind of fun. It's a lot of fun. So move over Kleenex tissues and Xerox copies, we have glam, clam, clamshell quilts. We do. We do. (laughs) (laughs) So you wrote the pattern well before you had a template then? I did because I literally wanted to just help people make the quilt that I was making and people loved making the pattern. I actually, this is, that also started my career as a teacher, quilt teacher as well. 
And I taught it a ton of times to a lot of guilds. And my only complaint was, we love the pattern. We love the quilt. We hate paper templates. Can we do an acrylic template? Mm-hmm. And I just, just knowing the price of acrylic, I didn't want to produce a single use template. So I didn't want to produce one template would make one quilt and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so this is a lot of people ask me about my process for designing my tools. I literally throw it in the back of my head and it bubbles up at some point. I have an engineering background. My mind thinks really, um, it's a very like problem solving oriented and it sort of bubbles up and how it like all works out. And I work through the problem all in my head before it's designed. So the clammy came out in my brain, but I was working full time. I didn't really have money to produce it. And I launched a Kickstarter to launch the first series of clammies and my first few printed patterns. And so it's been a a really, really fun journey. That's right. I remember the Kickstarter that you did to launch it. It was so exciting. Yes. Was that nervous knowing, okay, I'm going to launch this thing and it may or may not be successful? It was so crazy because it's it's one thing in my brain, it's one thing for people to say, I love you. And then there's another thing for them to say, I love you. Here's money. <laughs> yes, for sure. Right. And then I also was doing something I had never done before. So I did as much work as I could before I launched the Kickstarter and launched it. But that last like 20% of the work was the hardest because they were things I had never done before. I've never produced templates. I never actually had printed patterns up until that point. And so it was a definitely a huge learning curve. I learned, you know, to underpromise and overperform. You know, it's a big lesson I learned out of that because for everyone's Kickstarter, everything's always late <laughs> because you think, oh, I can get this done in this period of time, and then you know, sure, it's harder and longer. But I I wanted to raise, I think, ten or twelve thousand dollars, and I just about doubled that. Um, and it was, there were lots of tears involved in as well. <laughs> I remember it was wildly successful. I, I remember watching that and going, wow, this is so incredible. And that the quilted community, yeah, they showed up not just by saying, we love what you do, but we love what you do. And we want to buy into what you do, literally. Yeah, they showed up huge, huge, yeah. huge. But that's how I got started. That's how my first, and they've, they've evolved. The basis of the clammy has stayed the same, but I've learned a lot and we're now in version four, maybe. Um, but the very first earliest version still works. It's just had little improvements and tweaks over time. And I learned a lot about developing <laughs> tools and templates. <laughs> and you also offer in different sizes now as well, right? So when the Kickstarter launched, I think I was just trying to produce the 12 inch and the eight inch. Mm-hmm. And then because of it was so well-funded, I added the six-inch onto it then. And since then, I've added the 10-inch. And I also have been coming out really soon here. I have the 10-square clammy, which is actually a nine-inch. But it fits perfectly on the 10 squares or or your layer cakes. The 10-inch pre-cut's perfect. Oh, that's yes. so smart. Yes, yes, yes. And then I did, recently I did the crazy, ridiculous 16 and 24-inch, the giant clammies. I saw those and I'm kicking myself for not getting one. Oh my God. So it's one of those things how, you know, as especially as designers and you're a designer, we think, oh my God, wouldn't it be amazing if we had X, Y, and Z? But then mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, it's sort of impractical because mm-hmm. the 24 inch clammy is ridiculous, but it's also completely awesome. And so <laughs> I knew, but it's super, it's expensive to make, it's expensive to purchase, but it makes the most amazing quilts. And so... 
I knew it wasn't a product I wanted to carry forever. So I decided to do it as a direct to consumer, you know, limited edition. You, you, we, if you want to take advantage of it now, because I may not ever carry it because it's, it's ridiculous to ship like all of the things, but it was so worth it. And I just did the, uh, what we call the giant clammy experience. And we had a couple of hundred people join in and they got the 16 and 24 inch. And I did add on cards to the existing clammy patterns. And there's a few left on my website, but not many. And I, I may restock them in the future, but it's not going to be an ongoing product that I, that I continue to um, provide, but they're, they're pretty awesome. See, I'd heard that they were sold out and I didn't go and check myself, which uh, lesson learned. I need to go check the rumors myself. So I know what I'm doing right after we finish. So I, did sell, I did sell out of my original stock and, oh. but there was a lot of people who still wanted them. So I did a special extra order at the end when I did the big sale. And so I did add on a few. So the 16 inches, there's just a handful left and there's maybe like, I don't know. 25 or something of the 24 inches. There's not, there's not many left at all, but anyway, it's, they're fun. They're super, super fun. And the quilts that you get out of them, the most fun that you could do is not just to cut the shape out, but to piece a something else and then cut that piece. So I did like a a 24 inch log cabin and then cut this 24 inch circle out of it. Mm -hmm. Then piece those together. And it's just, it's a log cabin quilt, but it just does just that little bit of extra makes it so amazing and so special. That's so fun. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so you had the clammy, wildly successful. People love the patterns. This has launched your teaching career and you're traveling around teaching people how to make clamshell quilts, glam clam quilts. And then it's so funny. So I find a lot of like notion designers, like once they have like one thing that they do, for example, like you do curves really well with this clammy, they stay in that vein, but you did a hard left, which I love. And your next notion was actually a half rectangle triangle ruler. Absolutely. So it's in some ways it's a hard left. And I think that's because people associate you with one product line or one technique or whatever. Mm-hmm. But half rectangle triangles and I have a pretty long history. So early on in the modern quilt guild years, we did a oh, I forget what it was called, but it was a, a an event we did where we basically blogged about making different shapes. Mm-hmm. And I was really intrigued at this time. And this is I don't know, more than 10 years ago, but I was really intrigued at the, that time about half rectangle triangles. And so one of the earliest tutorials like for creating half rectangle triangles without a tool, I actually created and posted online. And I didn't, you know, I make a lot of assumptions because of how my brain works. And I didn't include really specific directions for squaring it up. And people were really upset because they said it didn't work. So I <laughs> adjusted it and reposted it. And it's hilarious because if you look at the tutorials online now, most of them are pretty much duplicates of my technique mm-hmm. that I developed for creating them. So I have a longer history than I think people imagine with half rectangle triangles. And, but they're making them without a tool is just really a pain. <laughs> it's not fun at all. Because that so, seam allowance, like it, with a half square triangle, your diagonal seam line matches right up with the diagonal on your square. But once you're doing half rectangle triangle, that diagonal is at a different angle. So it doesn't line up with those marks like you're used to. Exactly. And your seam doesn't go through the corners and you have to cut the 
sort of the left-facing and right-facing half rectangle triangles with the angles in opposite directions. You have to cut them differently in order to sew them and have them go in the right way. So it's really, it's sort of a strange, it's a strange shape to cut, but it's a really, really fun shape to use as well. So once again, I also threw it in the back of my head and tried to figure out like, how can we create a tool that makes, I, we pre-cut the triangles and then it's also a tool to square them up as well. And we came up with the hurdy and it's a, it's, I'm fine with stepping out of the box on how things are done. So it's really a little bit awkward when you first start to use it because we use both sides of the ruler. Yeah, we mm-hmm. flip it, we flip it top to bottom in order to use it, but it works really, really well. And the beauty of the hurdy is that you don't have to worry about precision until you're squaring it up. So you don't have to be precise with pre-cutting your triangles. You don't have to be precise even with your sewing because I give you a whole quarter inch all the way around to square it up. And that's where you, that's where the precision comes in and it's makes it so much easier. So you're speaking my love language. My favorite seam allowance is the quarter inch ish. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. As long as it's going <laughs> to stay together, you're going to be fine. <laughs> exactly. And- I love that you do use both sides of the ruler because the other solution would be to have like a two template set. And then if you lose one, which all of us have very tidy sewing rooms and would never, ever lose anything (laughs) in these sewing rooms at all. None of us own like four of the same notion because we need it so often and we (laughs) can't find the other three. (laughs) Um, So putting all the parts on one ruler means that if I have it, I can do the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's fun. It's the hurdy one. Um, it does the most popular ratio, which is one to two, which is mean that one side is twice as big as the other. And it cuts everything from a one to two inch, one by two inch. I mean, a half rectangle triangle, which is really tiny and super cute, all the way up to six by 12. And it also does a weird ratio of one to six, which has these long, really not fun, long and skinny half rectangle triangles as well. So coming Soon, I'm submitting artwork to my two developers right now is the Hurdy 2 and Hurdy 3, which will cover lots of other ratios. So 2 to 3, 3 to 4. Um, there's four total other ratios that will be covered, which are really, it's fun because that now it gives us all different dimensions for our half rectangle triangles. And we have a lot of fun with, you know, writing patterns for that or, or just playing with them and creating. That is so awesome. I'm so excited for that. Do you know about when those will launch? you have an idea? Um, I'm thinking, and the, and there'll be sometime in the fall, sometime in the fall. Okay. So later this year, we'll get to see those. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Now you launched a bunch of patterns at the same time that you launched the Hurdy as well, right? I did, you know, so a lot of people who followed my story online, they've heard about my, my grandfather. He passed about a year ago, but I, I was able to help him. Yeah. I was able to help him to make it to 101. Well, a day shy of 101. And but he took up a lot of time and space over the past 10 years. And I'm forever grateful that I have owned my own business and, and can kind of work around his, his care and my schedule at home. But one of the things I realized um, just after he passed was that I've sort of been like, my business was sort of in the background, you know, like, or a second, it wasn't first for sure. So when it came time to release the Hurdy, I'm like, how can I do this where my customers are fully supported when, when the product goes out? So there's a dedicated webpage for the Hurdy. It has full video support. There's tons of videos. It has, like, if you use your little brochure that comes in the package, 
that has like the basic instructions on it. You can download that there. There's even like a fun playlist. And, and so I released the hurdy in three patterns at the time. And because I was doing all the things, I also had a, uh, a guest pattern designer as well, um, Caroline Hatley from Australia. So that was really fun to have as well. So, and for the first time, I really like had a product release that I felt was done and it was very thorough. And at the end, I didn't feel like, oh, I have to go back and do this video or I have to go back, you know, so it's all there. <laughs> and yeah. it's really nice because on the hurdy and also on all of the patterns, there's a QR code where you can just scan it and it goes straight to that page and we're like all things hurdy on the one page. So it's all there. It's really easy. I want you to be able to pick up your tool. If you need help, video assistance or whatever, scan it and then go straight directly to that page. So it's all there. <laughs> but um, there's three patterns. The other side, um, Mood Forever and Paper Drop. And Paper Drop is the one that Caroline designed, which is really brilliant. And then the easiest is probably the other side because it's six by 12 half rectangle triangles and it's only one angle. So it's kind of easy to learn just at one angle, one size. It's really easy to square it up. Uh, but the other ones are equally as fun as well. Yeah, they're great patterns. I saw this launch and I was like, ooh, I mean, it was just so well done. And yes, everything was all right there. And also I did follow some of your Chronicles of Granddad over <laughs> on Facebook um, yes. and just the the generational, I mean, joy of the difference between, yeah, where he was at and where you were at. Yeah, it was a lot. And I realized that even more, you know, after the fact, but I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. It was hard, <laughs> but it's one of those like priceless gifts that we could pass on to our families that um, having this business actually allowed me to be able to do. So thank all of you for <laughs> supporting me through all of that, you know, but yeah, Chronicles of Granddad are a fun series of stories that I told. And a lot of times to capture the fun moments, but also um, the frustrating ones as well. But there's lots of stories about Granddad putting ketchup on everything and, you know, <laughs> all kind of ridiculous things, you know, being me being accused of stealing all his furniture in his bedroom and stuff like that. But, <laughs> but it's life and it's fun. And it was, you know, I'm assuming you didn't actually steal the furniture in his bedroom. I did all. not. <laughs> the most hilarious thing is, I would, I to this day, I go to quilt shows and people will ask me about grandpa before they ask me about myself. <laughs> oh. so I loved it. It was, it was really sweet. I loved it. So you've, you've, got, you've got the hurdy. Uh, how did you name it, by the way? I always tell people I amuse myself with these things. So I wanted to do something with the HRT for half rectangle triangles. And um, the funny thing is when you look up HRT online, the first thing that comes up is hormone replacement therapy <laughs> and not half rectangle triangles. And people call half rectangle triangles different things. So, but, and so I tried to think of what words we could fill in with like maybe vowels and consonants to make. So it was like heart, hurt, and half rectangle triangles are really a pain um, to make. And they're, they, and so it was kind of like, I like to do a play on words. So it was the same naming convention as the clammy. So the hurdy with a Y at the end. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, no fuss, no pain, the hurdy. It's, it's really silly, <laughs> but 
my very next tool release that I'm working on developing right now, the, the name is even more hilarious. It's called the wedgie. So it's even more hilarious. So that's the front wedge, door. I love it. A Dresden template. That's kind of fun. So, <laughs> all right. So I've never been so excited about a wedgie before, but when, when do we get to find out about the, when, when is it's the wedgie? Probably, I probably shouldn't even talk about it this early because people are going to start asking me about it, but it's, it'll be early next year. It'll be early next year. Okay. We're right. in development now. So. <laughs> That's, I'm so glad that you shared that. If you want, I can edit it out, but I really no, don't want totally, to. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and now I'm like, I wonder what else ends with why that you're going to come out with that's going to be awesome. <laughs> No, I think Wedgie's going to be hard to beat, though. <laughs> oh, I'm in tears. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I mean, the the reality is, you know, as designers, ninety percent of our time is spent sitting in front of our computers working. You know, by ourselves. So it's by ourselves, and so I have to amuse myself somehow. And yes. pattern is one of the ways I do that. Oh, that's so fun. It's Sorry, good. you like put a. <laughs> I'm at a total pause because I'm so thrilled. It's hilarious. hilarious. It is. Okay. So you're working on patterns then for the wedgie? I am. So um, the fun thing about all of the tools, right? So the clammy is designed, of course, not just to make a clamshell, but basically all curve shapes that are based on a circle. So circles, quarter circles, um, orange peels, et cetera, et cetera. So I literally could build a whole business off of one tool, you know? So I'm, I'm constantly trying to release patterns for all of the tools, like as I develop more tools as well. And so my next patterns are more clammy based patterns, but then we're working on for the Hurdy two and three release. I'm working on um, releasing two or three patterns that go along with that release as well. So, and then of course, when the wedgie does come out early next year, then we'll have wedgie patterns as well. Sorry, wedgie patterns. I mean, my brain is. <laughs> I'm just so going to giggle like a 12 year old the whole time. This is going to be the best. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's hilarious. Uh, it's funny because when you do things like that, then some people love it and some people don't. So I've had like pattern, actual like quilt pattern names that I've made. I've gotten emails about and people were like, I just don't like the name of this quilt. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what can you do? It's I have to have fun somehow. So one thing that I've learned along this process, and I don't know if you've had a similar experience, but especially with like YouTube commenters, YouTube commenters tend to be like the most honest people out there in terms of just giving you their unvarnished opinion. Like right. this is as fact, generally, it's like, this is my opinion as fact, but they're not always kind about it. like generally in the quilting community. 98% of quilters are the most kind, generous, loving people that you'll meet. And then there's like a 2% that'll just tell you exactly how it is. But I say that to say that like the opposite of love isn't hate and hate really isn't the opposite of love. When someone's coming at me with anger, they're still coming at me with passion and love is passion and hate is passion. So even when they're coming at me with anger that feels like hateful, it's passionate And so we have that common ground of we're both passionate about this thing called quilting. (laughs) And so we can come at this together side by side with common passion, just a different twist on our common passion. And the reality is when I mean, you have to we have to deal with this in the classroom and that type of thing as well. So when people have that level of passion about something 
as sort of benign as a quilt name, then it's usually something else going on in their lives or something anyway. So, you know, like we all have to learn how to not take it personal. So it was, it wasn't, but I did have someone, I had a pattern called Pickle Beats and I had someone actually take the time to write me an email about it. How they hated the name. And I always think about it and I just laugh. I mean, I can't get upset at that at all. You know, and it's like, thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, I was I was mentally going through the names of your patterns and trying to think which one could have been offensive. Pickled beets I was guess offensive. Are. I don't know. Maybe they had a bad experience as a, in a, as a child eating pickled beets. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, to, to this day, I'll pick out the lima beans and things, but I wouldn't be mad at a pattern <laughs> called lima beans. It's hilarious. It's fun. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Okay, so we've got the Hardy because Hardy just came out. It feels um, like this year, but I think it was last year, wasn't it? Was it was the end of last year. It was like October, November of last year. So it's almost been out a year now. And then we have the wedgie coming out next year with new patterns. I'm afraid to ask if there's anything else because you can't have anything else, right? That's what you have going on. And that's because that's a lot. Um, It is a lot. Well, I always have other ideas. So I have one or two other tools that are in the background stewing and sort of working their way through the actual you know, dynamics of the design itself. But yeah, the, I'm focusing on getting the hurdy fully out, which means two and three. After that, that set will be done. And then the wedgie, and I'm not sure if I'll do a wedgie one or or just one wedgie or wedgie one and two. So um, just dealing with the different wedge angles and it's going to be a wedge template as well as a Dresden template. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that as well. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, it keeps me busy and my brain busy. And I have way too many ideas to actually like put out in the world. So I have to be really specific about how I approach this. And I don't usually do single-use templates. I usually try to design a tool that is multi-use. But... I do have two smaller tools that are coming out, acrylic templates coming out um, later on this year that are very pattern specific. So my very first printed pattern was Mohills and um, Jennifer Sampu with her recent Sky and Chalk and Charcoal release actually featured Mohills on her cover. And this pattern was written in 2013 and it has paper templates. This shape is based on an oval. And I finally figured out how to do for the five different arcs that go inside of this mohill shape. I finally figured out how to do it in one template piece. I'm so excited. And um, yeah, which is really, I was so excited to be able to figure it out because otherwise it's ridiculously expensive. So I figured that out and we're going to, it's going to be a limited edition. So I'm releasing a mohills template that's just for the mohills quilt, but it makes it so much easier to use. And then I have a quilt called Glare that's coming out. That's it just makes it really easier to also have this one template that goes with the glare quilt as well. So um, but I figured out how to make that template a uh, multi-use template. So it's not as versatile as like a clammy or hurdy or something like that. But I have I've designed, you know, a half dozen quilts so that we can use with the glare template as well. So I'm always coming up with something. Um, but that's what keeps my brain happy. I, that's what what I love about quilting is the design part and um, also the teaching part. So to design not only a useful tool or technique, but to figure out how to put it in a way that's actually really easy and useful to um, filters as well. So that's my my love. I tell people, I'm like, I don't love sewing. And a lot of people don't understand that. For me, sewing is a means to an end. And I'm really jealous of people that enjoy the process of sitting at their sewing machine. 
But I love designing and I love figuring out the puzzle. And thankfully, a lot of people get to benefit from it, from my products that I develop. So makes us all happy. <laughs> yes, a lot of us get to benefit from it. I think that's like the power of a good notion is that it takes a process that maybe we could we could do it before, but it makes it easier. It makes it more accessible and gives us a better chance of success at the end of the process. Exactly. And I love notions that are designed by people who understand the quilting process. I mean, especially quilters. And even if you don't love sewing, you definitely are a quilter, right? So you understand the whole creation process and, and the pain points of quilting and how to attack those. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely a quilter. So, and I do my quilts from the, I do a lot of my quilts from the beginning to the end. It's only been the last few years that I've started sending some of them out to long warmers. So just because I have too much on my plate, but I love to, if it's a quilt that means something to me, I like to own the whole process of the quilt. And it's not that when I'm in the middle of, I don't enjoy the actual rote process of sewing, but I love to birth my quilt. So I like to take it from design all the way into, you know, sewing those last few stitches of putting the binding on. Um, Sure. So, and I, I'm pretty competent at sewing and I'm, I sew really fast, but with a fair bit of precision. But the biggest part is that I have to sew all of my quilts because I have to make all the mistakes that all of my customers are going to make mm-hmm. so that I can help them navigate and so that I could teach better in the classroom. And that's, I always tell them, like, I make all, made all the mistakes for you, so just listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's I've done the, it all. <laughs> best teacher who, yes, has exactly. made all the mistakes and said, oh, don't cut these all ahead of time because <laughs> half of these triangles are left-leaning triangles and half of them are right-leaning triangles. Right. And you can't do that like you can with half square triangles. Exactly. Half rectangle triangles. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's so yeah. smart. Yeah, it's fun. Well, this has been really fun to chat with you. Is there anything else that you want to share before we finish up? No, nothing I can think of. Not at all. But I do want to thank you for having me on. It's been really fun. Absolutely. Okay. So where can people find you online to be able to connect with you? So pretty much everywhere online, I am Latifa Sefir Studios, all one word. So that's my website, latifasefirstudios.com, on Facebook, um, on Instagram as well. I do have a Facebook group that's Sewing with Latifa. And that's kind of, yeah, that's it. Everywhere online. Okay. I'll make sure to link all those spots in the show notes, as well as where people can find that giant clammy if there's any left. Oh, yes. And the other thing I would like to encourage people to do as well is um, in order for our industry to really, I I don't know about, you know, all of your listeners, Mm -hmm. but I'm a touch and feel person. So I still love to support my local quilt shop a lot. So if you do have favorite notions, whether they're mine or someone else's, you don't, don't see them in your LQS, your local quilt shops, then request them. (laughs) Yes. Then request them and they may not necessarily bring them in, but at least if they keep hearing the names of these products that we love and support your local quilt shops as well. And so we can all keep quilting and having fun with this. And a lot of times quilt shops can special order an item and they can order like one or two of them. They don't have to order like 40 of an item in to bring it in. So, And some designers, if they don't order from the distributor, some designers do low order quantities as well. You know, so absolutely. So 
asking your local quilt shop if they, if you don't see it on the shelf, if they'd be willing to order it. That way you can support your local quilt shop as well as supporting the designer all at the same time. I agree. Local quilt shops are a national treasure and we need yes. to protect them. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your time. Everything will be in the show notes for anyone who wants to go find any of those links. And uh, we'll see you later. All right. Thank you so much, Carolina. Friends, that's our episode for today. I hope you loved it as much as I loved having this conversation. Remember that you can find all the details that we talked about in the show notes. And those are all at ilovenotions.com. And make sure to leave this podcast a review in your favorite podcasting app. Leaving it a review will help the podcast algorithm show this podcast to other people who love Notions just as much as we do. Friends, that's all I have for you today, but I will see you right here real soon. Bye for now.